With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the next stop on this train will be... It's up to you, New York. This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. Hello and welcome to another special edition of 161st Street Podcast. We are moving on, aren't we? We are fucking moving on, boys. We're fucking moving on. Woke up feeling great today. Woke up feeling fan-fucking-tastic this morning. This episode, we have a lot of good things to talk about, luckily. Could have been some bad, but didn't look like there was ever any bad in this series, was there, Murph? No, nothing bad. I mean, it's hard to say there's anything bad on a three-game sweep. There's always some stuff to nitpick, but this is as good as it could have gone. We have as much. We're gonna have as much rest going forward as we possibly could have had, and it also helps that you know Houston has at least one more game than we had to play. Yeah, and not. I mean, barring that fucking stupid fluke injury by Chapman and Britain, but he's probably yeah, okay. With, I mean, the way this series has been going, the season's been going like. Escaping, escaping this series with only two and one and a half injuries, I'm, I'm very okay with that. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't even call. Consider they're both, they're both probably going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not really injuries if they're both going to be playing in the CS. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're going to get to a lot of things. We're going to recap a lot of the games. We're going to talk about how Grinky kind of blows. We're going to talk about Britain's ankle, Chapman's bottle. We're going to talk about who would have pitched in game four, a lot of other things. We're going to get into it. So why don't you start us off here, Brooksy? Start the recap of the series. Yeah, I think on the team last week and in the Columbus, and I think I don't know. I th- I mean, maybe it's a rust game. So let's pretend it was in a rust setting. Since they can start, I think. I mean, however, we'll get into Tanaka too. His playoff Tanaka is no longer a phenomenon. It's it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. He just oh, yeah. loves the playoffs. Oh, well, I'll get God. to that in a second. But I mean, Paxton. To me, he just, it's a lot of these guys who haven't played in the postseason, it's a different animal. Like, you got to get used to it. And that that goes for Seve. Like, you just got to get nice and lubed up. You know, you got to get into the game. And Paxton, we were at the game and he. It's basically a whole new season. Yeah. You could see he was a little nervous giving up. And he loves, this is just a trend throughout the season. That first inning home run shit, he did it again. That Polanco home run was in the first inning. I got it. I got it. Man, I held my new. breath. I held my breath at that one, and then once the third inning, I think, came around and Cruz hit a home run. I kind of took a like a. That was a cheeky home run, but it also wasn't. It was kind of a bomb. It looked cheeky from our perspective, but well, I saw the highlight and it was. That's also something we knew was coming though. Paxton had a nine ERA in the first inning all season. He gave up twelve home runs. Do you know like, his ERA after? What do you mean? 
like after the first inning. I mean, it, it's just whatever is you know. I don't know. No, it's must like, be lower. Way lower, significantly yeah, lower because he had a nine that year. Yeah. It, yeah. So that's. I mean, if you think about it, that's probably basically a run, that's a, that's a run <laughs> inning, basically, yeah. essentially. And that I mean, kind of. I don't know why they haven't. I, let me let me pose this then. Yeah. Do you ever see a situation where we might use an opener, or when we use an opener, have Chad Green throw the first and then bring in Paxton? I don't know. Is it a similar mindset, I'm thinking, though? I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like a game four against the Astros. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but at the same time, is it really that much of a difference if he's just coming in? Is it, wouldn't it just be his first inning at that point is just the weaker inning, or is it literally just Yeah, because it could be literally inning. just him coming in and getting – the jitters out and yeah, that yeah, might be yeah. the second for him if he comes back in the first inning. that just sounds you know? like it could be a waste of chad green in the first inning and chad green i think the opener thing was getting chad green back and yeah. chad green's confidence is back so i think mm-hmm. the opener especially stuff, after last night dude yeah because i think it was just about him coming in on a clean slate you know right. versus coming in as a reliever who comes into <coughs> high pressure high leverage situations right which isn't necessarily good for him. So right. I think getting his confidence back was the main thing in doing the opener while also dealing with starting pitcher I'd issues. Agree. So, I mean, if anything, I think, I mean, it's the playoffs. Everyone's going to throw like Evaldi did last year until your arm falls off, and his actually did fall off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, they're just going to keep that rotation going of the, those top three. And those top three, everyone's like, yo, I don't know if the Yankees starting pitching is good enough. It's fucking good enough. And especially when you pair that with – the best bullpen in baseball, mm-hmm. that's a great thing to lean on. And I was saying this to Kev yesterday. I was saying I would honestly take a – if you had a choice of the number one bullpen in the league and the number one – all right, basically us versus the Astros is a perfect scenario because they have the best starting rotation we have the best bullpen. Mm-hmm. And then both are a little average. Vice versa. Yeah, they both have about above average. average. Yeah, they have about an above average bullpen. Our starters about are about as good pitcher. as their bullpen well, compared exactly. to Presley and Osuna for them are both ranked recently like the top 10 of like five different. They were regardless, regardless their, whole, their whole entire. But exactly the same for us with our starting pitching. So my point is like, would you take the better starting pitching and the worst bullpen? bullpen. And, or, take the bullpen. And I, would take, I was going to say, I would take the bullpen because every time. if you have the starter. No, every single starter, any human being on one given day could have a bad day. And you can lean on a bullpen full of not one human being, but four or five human beings, and one of those bullpen guys could have a bad day. But then you have some shit like you pull Adovino after four pitches, which we'll get into later. That was fucking stupid. I mean, we can talk about that in a second. My point is, like, there's human error. So if you can combat that with a bunch of guys who can give you innings and maybe one guy will be off, you can bounce to the next guy. With a starter, if your guy has a bad day and you don't have a good bullpen to lean off of, you're fucked. Yeah. It, it's just like a very proven thing. Like, bullpens win championships in the playoffs. Yeah. When it comes to that, you, it's look at the Cardinals. They've had pretty good starting pitching. In their, you love the their, Cardinals. I, it, they're, I'm, they're there every year. I, no, I'm just saying this year specifically, their starting pitching has been really, really good. And they've been just battling against the Braves. And then once uh, – what's his name? Uh, Marti- I think it's Carlos Martinez. Yeah. He comes in and he's given up like seven he runs in the series. Every, and he, he, he just recently it. blew it, right? Yeah, he, he, literally every time he's pitched, he's <laughs> given up a run. Like, and you, and he's supposed to be their closer because, um, oh, what's his name? Somebody got hurt. I, um, Andrew Miller, right? Uh, no, 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 not Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller's never really been a closer. He's he's just been like a setup guy, usually like an Nathan know, guy. He's, he's on, just he's on unreal. He's on the Cardinals, right? Yeah, yeah. But he he's not the one I'm thinking. If somebody was hurt, and uh, regardless, doesn't make doesn't really matter. But he wasn't supposed to be the closer, and then he ended up being the closer, and he was doing pretty good in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, he's just blown it. 
And the Cardinals could have put away the Braves by now if Carlos Martinez wasn't terrible. So, like, your bullpen, if you have bullpen and bats, you can get away with spotty starting pitching. You can give up yeah. three or four innings through four, or three or four runs through four or five innings. And then, you know, the second half, you can shut down with the bullpen and get the bats going. And you can win, you can win a World Series that way. I mean, that's, that's, that's the Yankees formula. formula. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The Yankees formula forever. You for gotta, the, as long as we can remember, has been bullpen and bats. Yeah. Get and through, it's get, worked 27 times, so, so why not one more? Get through the first five innings. That's all you need out of these starting pitchers. If, if we can get oh, if sorry. Paxton and Tanaka and Sevi <laughs> can do five innings, one run, seven strikeouts for five innings, that's great. Especially I mean, yeah, if that, if and they've done the, that. That's what they've done. That's the formula that's been working, but we need it to continue against Houston. And because these bullpen guys can throw every day. It's well, the playoffs they, now. Yeah, throw they, every day. They can play every day. But the issue is, like I was saying before, you can't have a guy like Severino put you in that position. What, you mean put him in a hole? Like him, him go him in one hole. inning and then just... We've seen it happen before. We can't have a hole against this team. I think if we yeah. can survive into the fifth inning with less than two runs given up in each game, we have I a agree. very serious chance of beating I mean, because the bullpen is buckles. Like, yeah. when the bullpen comes in, the game's over. Also, when we're talking about the Astros, I'm literally not even moderately scared of that guarantee. Garrett Cole. I've been saying that. Garrett Cole. I've been saying scared. that since the trade deadline. Verlander, petrified. <laughs> Cole Zach Greinke, nah, not really scared of him. He, I, the reason he didn't come to New York, and the reason that he left off tons of major cities ma- from the list that he markets. wants to go to, he's he doesn't like major markets. He doesn't pitch well in these big situations. He's not a historically great playoff pitcher. He's actually pretty notoriously not a good playoff pitcher. <laughs> And he's going to Houston. He wasn't even pitching in Houston. He's pitching in Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg, Florida, probably the smallest market to throw in an away game in Tampa Bay. And, and he just and he got you know teed off on. Yeah, I mean, he's a good pitcher, but it's what happens when you have a you know, sixty-eight mile an hour hanging slider. Zach Greinke got paid pretty significantly more this year than the entire starting lineup for the Rays when he pitched against them. I think it was like. It was like, uh, I don't know. I saw it earlier today. I can't remember exactly what it was. But he got paid more than the entire Rays starting nine this year. I mean, the Rays have the lowest salary cap, salary cap don't yeah. they? Yeah. That's kind of crazy that they're making this. Are they the new Moneyball? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, they kind of did with Billy Bean. I mean, they have by far. I think I was reading the thing the other day. They have by far the most trades and acquisitions this entire year yeah. out of any team. I Everyone mean, they make good had. moves. Yeah, Tommy, they're a good team. Tommy Pham was a good pickup for them from yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals got rid of Voight and Pham. I mean, granted, they have Goldschmidt at first now, who's better <laughs> than all of them, but... This cat's bugging out. It just keeps Sorry, jumping. Folks. Sorry, folks, at home. It's just jumping on top of us and clawing. All right, maybe we need to find a new superstition. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> this cat... Just, yeah, that, look at this that's guy. the clip that we're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Pod kitten. All over me right now. Podkin. Yeah, so um, let's, let's move do. on to game two because I do have it. some stuff to <laughs> talk about uh, with Tanaka. Tanaka is just proving still and just. <laughs> Yo, sorry, like I can't a, even focus. You look with like this a thing fucking pirate with a parrot on your yeah. shoulder. <laughs> Wait, let's do the Edwin. The Edwin put it on, yeah, on the on, shoulder. Come on, come out of the shoulder. No, she isn't. Nah, fucking she doesn't want to fucking do that. Yeah, right, so let's, let's move on. I can't even take <laughs> seriously with that. All right, we should probably cut some of this out. But basically, Tanaka <laughs> is just continuing to be dominant in the playoffs, and it's exactly what we need. It, dude, it's no longer a phenomenon. Like it's a real thing. Yeah, he's just he has like one second half in postseason. Tanaka. Yeah, dude, he has a one five every year. 
I swear to God, Tanaka doesn't talk to his entire family. <laughs> the, the more, <laughs> he gets so locked in for the game, he doesn't talk to his entire fucking family. Tanaka like, probably pulled a Heath corner. Ledger and just goes to a hotel room and just isolates himself. He literally goes in a corner and just stares at the wall all day and listens to heavy metal. Like I don't, I, I don't know what the guy does. It just he does something different that gets himself in such a mindset that he doesn't fucking care about human life. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he just moved. Masahiro Tanaka. How many innings did he go? Uh, I could find out very Tell quickly. Whatever it was, that'll fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, no, he did exactly what we needed. He's and our then, best. He's our he's our best postseason pitcher right now. Oh yeah, I, I mean, if you're thinking about a game seven, assuming everybody is uh, rested, so do you? I'd go with Tanaka. Do you? All right, so let's go to the next series. Whether it's against the Rays or probably the Astros. Tanaka five innings. Do you go three Tanaka hits. game one? Did something? T- no, did no, no, no. I still, I still think we go Paxton game one. You do the parrot. <laughs> Rella. She shook. Tanaka had five. We're going to get Pita on. Five innings, <laughs> We're get Pita three on. hits, one run, one How many? Walk. Five? Yeah, five I innings. think that's the trend. I think all of them are going they about aim, five. They're all aimed for five because they know if they can get to the fifth that the Yo, bullpen parrot, will lock them parrot. down. <laughs> Click. <laughs> and I think something differently that Boone has been doing this season as, of, as opposed to the last. Get this cat out of here. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to... Uh, years past in the postseason, he's starting to like make the leash a little shorter on the pitching on the pitching staff, which is what he needs before, to be doing. Before, before something that they criticized him was saying that he left him in too long, like an inning too long, and that inning blew up. Yeah, because if you take him out after that last strong inning, even if you want to squeeze one last inning out of them to try and preserve your bullpen, you got a guy like Tanaka who's just so in his own head. You need to leave him yeah. on a happy mindset. If he can, if he's at eighty pitches in the fifth inning. With no runs pull or him. pull him before damage, because and that's the best part about having this bullpen. We have enough bullpen depth for, to last the rest of the season. The bullpen is the Just main do thing. It. That's the main like securing factor. With like you can lean on that on any given, even if he's dealing. All right, I'll give you a scenario. Let's say Paxton is absolutely fucking dealing. He's got 80 pitches going into. Just finish the fifth. Do you pull him no matter what? How many pitches? Can we say that again? How many pitches? Right, just a scenario. If he's at like 80 pitches, I'm keeping him in for one more. Keeping him in for one more. I but mean, I think Tanaka's more in his own head than Paxton is, and so I think Severino's more in his own head than Paxton is. So you think just? I think you got to know your audience. Well, that's exactly what happened with Sevy last night. I mean, Sevy was going to go into the fifth with 80 some pitches. He was going to go through the rotation for if, the third time, and they decided to pull him. And then they went through Canley and um, Adovino, and then they went to Chad Green, who actually, Chad Green kind of saved it a little bit, because if Chad Green wasn't pitching the way he did, what the hell do we do? We're not going to throw, li- throw lines in there. I mean, even with Chad Green Dude, pitching we, well, we They showed to, lines warming up. Yeah. I was scared. We still had to do, uh, well, because that was because Britain was, like, banged up. No, I know. In hindsight, but, yeah. but, yeah, at the time, I wasn't sure. I don't want that guy but touching we, the I don't. I also, the thing that I don't want, and the reason that I have such a problem with how the fifth inning went in terms of how we're switching up, I know it was an integral point of the game, and at that point it was, I believe, two to one. Maybe yeah, I close. think it was two to one, and uh, like it makes sense. You're trying to get the matchups with Cruz, like you don't want, you know, whatever. But we need to be in a situation where Chapman can't be looked at to get five and six outs. He needs to be he three struggles. outs. He all season he did not throw for six outs yeah, one last time. night. Well, they also said saying. last yeah. night was the first night that he pitched outside of just one inning, right? Since early 2018. Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't pitched in a while since. Did he pitch this? Not, series? not in the last week. Uh, no, the game one he did. He yeah, did. He closed that. out game, game one. one. Yeah, but he only got two outs, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember. But just in general, we like 
if say Ottavino didn't walk in just to throw, you know, four sliders that Cruz spit on and then get taken out, like then he's pitching the eighth. Yeah. Or he's guys, pitching the seventh and Britain's pitching the yeah. eighth. Like, so what do you guys think about um Ottavino? I mean I mean the exact opposite of what we're talking or maybe this is a little too much like short leash on pitchers. Like what do you guys think about Ottavino coming out after four pitches? I, I one time that's fine because he they ha- they have used him in this in the regular season to get one batter out and then that's it. But he didn't, he walked him. But like, well, yeah, but he on. he went in to get Cruz out. That, that's what. He, and then if he got him out, maybe he would have stayed in. But like then he didn't. So but they like, brought whatever. in. A, they didn't bring in a lefty. They brought in another. Well, yeah, but yeah, but that slider when you're a lefty is a lot different than whatever Chad Green throws. Like even though it's not righty lefty, like no, there were two righties. There were no, up. I know. But Chad Green came in. And Chad Green is probably – you'd rather have Chad Green thrown to a lefty than uh, Adovino because of how it's the, – nat- the nature of his slider and how that can – Adovino? Abs- yeah. yeah. Adovino's – it's a Frisbee. Like, if, if that hangs up on a lefty, ball. it's go- it's go. That's why Adovino's a ready specialist. Isn't Nelson Cruz a lefty? No, he's, no, a, he's a ready. But he'll hit it to right field. Well, yeah, they brought him yet. in just for Cruz because they were hoping to get Cruz chasing his sliders, and he just he spit on all of them. Dude, he's – He's. I mean, now that the series is over, like we can give a little props to him. He's fucking good. He has mm-hmm. to be on steroids, right? Nah, we were saying he already was. Night. He already was once. Yeah, was he, he got caught for a yeah, few years ago when he was yeah, on Baltimore. Was I wouldn't doubt well, it. Bef- I think he was. I no, no, no when he was on when he was on Texas. I don't know. Then he got traded. She's using that as a ramp. <laughs> no, because then she was going up my leg before. The, <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> the thing that's concerning me a little bit about Adovino is that his slider is first of all disgusting. Everybody knows that, but like. It's a little bit easy to identify it, and I feel like at this point everyone is going to be, especially on the Astros, with how disciplined of a hitting team they are, if they're just going to be taught to not even swing at the slider. Like, there's just no matter what, unless it's two strikes, I guess, like just don't swing at the slider. You're not going to touch it, and then he's going to miss for balls because he's not yeah, throwing but, in the strike zone. Well, he has to throw a fastball down and command the strike zone. He, that's just simple pitching fundamentals. Right. You can't throw three sliders outside the zone and him just watch all of them because he's never going to swing. That's just simple fundamentals. Right. That's just exactly what happened with uh, with Cruz as all, and that's not going to. I don't. I don't like Cruz was very disciplined. And Cruz walked, and if he comes in against the Astros, he's the definition of a professional. They're going to be doing the same thing. Like, yeah, no, last, you're right. The last ten years, it's vets, forty home runs, thirty-eight a year, forty home runs. You're right, but also you know Houston has very disciplined hitters, and they're going to be doing the same thing. So I was talking to you guys yesterday briefly about this. I want to know what your opinions are on air about. I know, me personally, I would rather play the Dodgers in the World Series than the Nationals if it came down to it. Why is that? We're just way better against lefties. Playoff Kershaw is just a horrible player. Scherzer and Strasburg look like they're on fire. They strike fear into my heart when it, as a right-handed pitcher. I can see the I, argument. Yeah. I can see the – because, I mean, they do have – Disgust. They are not bad. Like they're a really underrated team, and they, they might are. they might win this. And series. they're hot. It's two two now, right? They're hot. Yes. Two two. They're going, going back game, to LA. Game five in LA. Yeah. To, they're both tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's two game fives. Scherzer, not Scherzer. Strasburg against Bueller. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both really good fucking game. good teams. I think we're definitely better than both of them. I and mean, the the main hurdle is the Astros. If we do play them, hopefully we don't. But. If we were to choose, you said you'd rather play the Dodgers? I'd rather play the Dodgers. I mean, we have shown that we can beat the Dodgers in their home stadium. Yeah. And pretty handedly we also. We cranked Ryu. Also, Didi likes them. We cranked he, Kershaw. He that home run against them, too. Yeah. Bueller, I, mean, I, I mean, I've seen Bueller blow it against so many easy teams this year. Like, you know what he can bring, but he can easily just 
shit the bed. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we're not saying these teams are bad. These teams are really fucking not good. Not in the slightest, Once, once you get I'm to saying, this point, they're all going to be good. So it's the better of two evils. I'm like, nitpicking right now. Yeah. And I think... But I'm, the reason why I'm not scared of anything is because if you look at that fucking lineup, one through nine, and Gio fucking Urshela is our nine hitter. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And Didi, the one possibly bad, like, or, like, weakest part of that lineup, is now red hot and hits that grand slam and gets going, and he's batting eight. Two RBI singles last You're night. You're fucked. And it's actually crazy when we watch the games. And we see it get down, get down, get down. You got Edwin batting like seven. You got fucking Didi, then Gio. And they were like, oh, fuck, like, DJ's up next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Judge. And then fucking Torres. And it's just crazy to me. Well, the, I think the most surprising part, like, of the lineup, if you weren't somebody that followed the Yankees specifically this year, like, I don't know, like, I don't follow the Cardinals, for example, just because we were talking about them earlier. And then I go look at their lineup. And all of a sudden, we have Gardy hitting three. Like, people would be like, what the hell? You'd think, he'd, think was, he'd be hitting later. I thought that was the best decision I agree. Boone could have made in the entire John playoffs. Smoltz laughed at it when he was talking about fuck it. John fuck John Smoltz. John Smoltz. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different argument. But, um, like, he was laughing no, at it. fuck and then John he just, Smoltz. He, like, he, he's literally replacing Didi. Because, you know, Didi always hit third in 2017 and 2018. He was hitting third. They wanted that lefty bat in that, you know, in the mix there. And now it's just Guardy instead of Didi because he's hitting more and he's literally producing in the three hole. Which, if you told me anywhere, any year before last year, ever that his Gardner entire would career. be hitting third in the his fucking playoffs, are you kidding me? Guardy no has twenty eight home runs too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't know how he's he's Benjamin Button. I, I don't. I, don't I mean, know. <laughs> he's hot as a pistol. He's literally like a fine. He's line. the o- him and CC are the only ones left on the, the overall roster team. from the 09 World Series team. But right now, he's the only active member on the roster. That's a, a Yankees World Series champion. I mean, he's a veteran presence. He's been there. He just he, got it he, going it, on. Ch- it checks every box. It's literally so funny because he's the most, like, the, the biggest veteran presence and everything like that. But he's also got, like, the the young let the kids play mm-hmm. part. Because like, he was never the guy. He's literally 22 in a 40-year-old man's body. Yes. Like, he's just yeah. – I don't, I don't get it. And I love soul, it. Definitely. And he – you could tell, like, giving him, putting him in the three spot, putting that faith in him for the first time in his long career, his mm-hmm. good career, that'll do something for you, even if you're a veteran like he is. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just something about that. Like, what, a year and a half ago, he was the leadoff guy still? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, mean yeah, it's, it's not like he's that far off from, yeah. like, from I know, the I'm top saying, like, in a three spot. No, I know what you mean, how it just builds the confidence that you're putting him in that position. I mean, like, you I think s- he's changing his approach, trying to swing right? for the fences? I mean, yeah, it has to be. There's no way he's... We have a short porch, yeah. and he's a lefty. Why not take it? But he's been in the short porch forever. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, but his role when he was leading off and hitting second wasn't to, wasn't you know, to, hit wasn't to be an RBI run producer. You don't think he just hits? He just, he, he's specifically trying to hit bombs now? Well, it, I, I don't think he's trying to hit bombs. He's just trying to hit... I think he's trying to hit for OPS more than he's trying to hit for... I'm not upset on about base. it. Like, he's trying to, you know, yeah, he's utilizing the short porch. And once they realize, oh, he does have some pop for no reason. Then <laughs> for no reason they, at all. Then now he's using it. And in the same way that Didi used it. Before Didi got to New York, they weren't like, oh, Didi's a guy who can hit, you know, 25, 28 home runs a yeah. year. Same thing with Gardner. And somehow, some way, it's happening. And it's sick that it's just sick and we're going to rock with it. Yeah. Do you think coming up, I mean, I know we've had this argument on air before, but how, what's Stanton doing this series? He's been... A lot of I saw, he, he's I, been iffy. He's been I saw a bad fielding play. He's not really he's he's actually he's not bad in the field, but, but he's I, definitely not an asset there and you can see that because they're I saw replacing him with Maven all the time. Two memorable plays 
in left field of him missing. But I feel like that's just because he saw Judge make those diving plays. He's like, oh, I want to try it. And then, <laughs> and then he just fucking missed. I mean, it didn't come back to bite us in the ass. And whether or not like, – he's been getting walks too. So this actually feeds exactly into my argument. Whether or not he's getting the home runs or whatever, which they will come to because he's a great hitter. His presence in that lineup, like you have to pitch around him. You're yeah. not. You're. You, are you telling me, no matter what his stats are on paper, you're not gonna. You're not gonna pitch around Giancarlo Stanton. You're not gonna give him a fastball down the middle. You're not gonna just throw at him. Like something about him. Maybe you have to pitch around him, get around. But that's the thing about this lineup too, is you can't pitch around people no matter what. Because the next guy up is Gary Sanchez. The next guy after that is Edwin. The next guy after that. Labor Torres, and, and like it just goes on and on and on, and complete cycle. Like that's so crazy because every single guy in this lineup is gonna get pitches to hit. Every single guy, and it's almost like like we were talking about if we were to get Bryce Harper and we'd have Judge, Bryce Harper, and Stanton, then Bryce Harper would win MVP because he has those two guys like masking him. It's every guy masking each other. Like it's just they're so complementary of each other. It's just amazing to see and. It's also amazing that we're taking advantage of it because guys are spitting on balls. Mm-hmm. Like, they're taking the walks. Like, Judge has gotten so many walks. Well, Stan, too. Stan, Stan has four two. walks. That's a lot. Hit. That's a lot five. in three games. Five? I just looked up the stats. Five. There uh, you go. Uh, and yeah, so, yeah, so Stan is – and that literally proves my point because he's – and him and everybody else in the team is spitting on balls. The pitch counts have been so high. Mm-hmm. We're, oh. we're getting guys out, and that makes me so excited for the Houston series because if we can do that – because they have to throw strikes, and if they try and throw balls, we're not taking them. Mm-hmm. So we're, well, we are taking them. <laughs> and that'll get the pitch count up. That'll get – and I mean, just in general, playoff baseball pitch counts go up because yeah. every pitch matters more, and they do that. But I think with our lineup, there's more of that because they know that people are going to try and not throw strikes because everybody can fucking hit, you know? I, mean, I don't know. I just love it. Talking about Guardy before and now the pitch count. Now, Guardy's the, the king – of running up the pitch count. He loves it. 11 pitch at-bats every time. I've never seen anyone just fight off pitches like him before. It's all, He's always battling back from an 0-2 count, 1-2 count. I don't understand five it. Foul he balls. Just can, he's just such a gnat. <laughs> he's, he's literally... That, he's like the Cole Beasley, Julian Edelman. Yeah. like, I like He's just so, there. He's always pitching, there and he's annoying. If I was pitching against him, he would piss me the fuck off. It's amazing. I love. I love it, and especially because it's Gardner too. <laughs> and it's it's kind of everybody in the Yankees lineup too, which I think is the thing that just separates the Yankees from everybody else is that one through nine, not an easy out. There's not Nothing. a single Nothing. person that you the can easiest, say this is an easy out. The easiest out is D.D. or Gardner, and they work. And that's, and that's they statistically work. <laughs> even realistically, it's not easy. And no. also, they're the two lefties in the lineup, and they're the two that they look down on. And in the Yankee Stadium, if you're like, oh, this is the easy out, like maybe that's I can get out. Of, maybe run. I can maybe I can not throw ten pitches in this at bat. And just try. Gardy's gonna foul off six of them and then hit it. You know, three sixteen to the short porch. <laughs> oh, or yeah, or in the short like, porch. It's just I don't know. They're just still such hard outs because. Didi is due for one second deck short porch home run per series. Never to left field. No, yeah, always <laughs> short porch side. And then Gardner probably has, faces an average of like eight pitches an at bat in the postseason. This just gets me Definitely so not excited because this is literally what we were waiting for. Do you consider putting Roman in? For what? I mean, no. Is Gary really about that well? 
that also like no matter how bad Gary I understand doing, if he doesn't get a hit it's I, literally that fear factor again. I understand the, same the presence is different than Romine but again I'm just talking statistically I think the only way you put Romine behind the plate is if Gary is abysmal fielding behind the plate which he, he hasn't, hasn't been. been so the, I don't think there's I'm any just reason talking his bat's just so dangerous yeah you can't it's yeah. another guy like Stan that they're gonna pitch around he's gonna draw walks like he's just still not an easy out and even if his average isn't that high and whatever, then nobody's going to pitch any less hard to him. They're not going to try to get him to, you know, they're not going to try to get him out on, you know, two or three pitches. They're never going to pitch to contact with Gary because if you do, it's going to land in Queens. So, dude, yeah. he and he, once he gets going to, he's a streaky player where, like, I went to that game, the ALDS against the Sox last year. He went out of the stadium. Right. And then the very next at decades? bat, he had another one. But that one didn't go out. But the other one literally left the stadium and landed on the fucking, what do they call it, Lansdowne Street? Uh, I don't know. Fuck, fuck the socks. They're dead. But, yeah, dude, the, when that guy gets going, he gets fucking going. Mm-hmm. Like, he, there is nothing stopping him. And that is scary as There's, fuck because then you got another guy. Who, when they're all go, hitting on all cylinders, there's, no one I there's see nobody can stop Stanton. us. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see are. MVP Stanton just walk in. And just drop his dick on the just table. Just put it on the table. And just fucking and just say, "I'm back, boys." And he will, dude. I want Verlander to go at Stanton. Give him a 98 fastball down the dick. Let him see if he can get it, and just take it for a ride. Dude, we we can hit any. This that's that's what's we're also, trying to paint this picture too. Maven comes in. I feel, it's all right. Yeah, it comes into field for Stanton, which makes total sense. Every seventh day, it's going to happen. The Maven method. That's going to happen the whole, the whole postseason. They're going to keep doing that. Put they up should. the runs and then defense. And then, yeah. And then Maven yeah. comes in as a defensive guy and and then hits one out. That whole ball, we were all sitting there watching the game. And we were like, oh, that's probably a fly ball to the left. Maybe it'll go foul. Like, I was thinking more likely it's going to go foul than gone. And then all of a sudden, it just kept going. Kept going. Kept going. And we were, like, hitting each other. Like, oh, 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 oh. And then it's gone. Like, just sneaky home run. Like, it's just so cool. What was it? it was like 340 that. or something. Like, it just creeped out of there. Yeah, it, it went mm. out. Didn't think it was. I mean, it's crazy that our defensive replacements, like the the, the of last year's, the, the Danny Hechevarias, ours now is Cameron Mabin, who we literally acquired for a Venmo transaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how Steinbrenner actually hit up the Indians, was it? Yeah. The Indians GM and was like, yo, what was it, 300000 He sent him a Venmo. And a bag of chips. And, a, like, they fucking gave lunch for the next year. Like a vending shake machine. shake Or, like, it's just something. Like, nothing for this guy. This guy, and I feel awesome, too, because he's such a cool guy. Locker room guy, which is huge for Murph. <laughs> <laughs> and the hug thing, the fucking, just, like, he just, everybody likes him. It's just something about that, even off the field, if you're not playing. Like, just something about that, and just brings the whole team together. Like, everyone's after it. We got to yeah. talk about how hot Glaber is. I mean, guys, fucking better than Jesus Christ, Mike dude. Trout. This, this, this is the guy. This Gla- is the guy. That Glaber Torres is is the guy. Glaber Ruth, baby. The, I mean, Babe Ruth. I mean, <laughs> in the playoffs so far, he's batting four seventeen. He's the youngest person on the Yankees to a postseason home run since Jeter. Should say something. I mean, he's made he, <laughs> he made multiple Gold Glove esque plays last night. It says something when even fucking Mern last night. He's a Mets fan, by the way. For those who don't know, he was like, he he shits on Judge all the time. He shits on the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But he, shit, he shits on everybody, and he he said Judge is good. He shits on him all the time though. But he said Glaber Torres. He said I can say anything about Aaron Judge. Glaber Torres is Derek Jeter. He does literally nothing wrong. We're gonna be seeing coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, Juan Soto 
and Glaber Torres just as one sort of filthy. There's always the like headliners. there's always just like a gen, like the gen, they come in generationally. Like it was it was Trout and Harper Trout and at one Harper. point. It was A Rod and Jeter at one point. It was like just these kind of going dude. up. Acuna too. Uh, yeah, I, no, but like I don't know somehow. Those three, uh, yeah, those no, three. I guess. But Glaber like, Didi's think... the swaggiest infield in the league, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. What? Glaber and Didi. That's the swaggiest infield. In it the wouldn't have been league. as swaggy as if the Cubs kept him. Which, thank you, by the way, Cubs, if you're listening. Which they, they, they got the World Series. <laughs> I mean, I think on a I know, but at if the you same had time, Javi and Glaber versus Glaber and Didi, it's close. But you just got to give Javi and Javi Didi the nod. get that. Javi and uh, Glaber Javi, get yeah. that. The Cubs giving Glaber Torres to us. For um, a Chapman, rental Chapman, for a rental Chapman in a World Series ring, was they, literally them selling their soul to the devil. They got they got what they wanted, and now they're fucked. That's it. They got yeah. their one ring, and now we're gonna. Anthony Rizzo. But you know what? I like that though, because that's what Fine. that's what the overall goal of. Like, I I hate when some teams are gun shy. Like, there's, sometimes there's. I mean, you look at this fucking deadline, or no, this off season. Mm-hmm. Like teams like that are poised who have the opportunity to win the, to make the playoffs. People don't want to just make the playoffs and be like, oh, if we're not going to win, we got juggernauts like the Astros and the Yankees. Like, why does it matter? Like, for example, the White Sox. They had a shit division. Shit division. The best team was the Indians twins. who were twins. selling off a little the bit. Twins. And the Twins. But they, we, we didn't expect them to be this good. But it was a winnable division. And they had so much money and they could have went out and they tried to get Machado, but they should have fucking sweetened the deal, get guys like him. Like, I mean, guys like DJ LeMay who were available, like – do a little research. I don't know. I'm they, glad they didn't. The, but the White, I, don't, I think the White Sox are different because I mean, I mean we're I'm, getting a little off. But like the White Sox are young. Like they're they're trying to build up and then make a push, kind of the same way the Cubs did. Don't throw 300 million dollars at a 29, 30 year old baseball player. Oh, it never not. works. Yeah. Well, if anything, nine out that. of the top highest paid contracts in the MLB aren't in the playoffs. Yeah. It's literally Stanton, and he played eight regular season games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These big contracts never work. Don't. Work yeah. it's in the Nationals are like the cream of the crop, like textbook example of that because they had an opportunity. They could have probably they signed had him. Harper. They had, they had Harper. They could have signed him for thirteen years yeah, for you, you know three hundred fifty million. But they said, "Hey, not worth it." And by the way, in the off season, I said it wasn't worth it for <laughs> us. But then Philly goes up and they pay up because they're fucking dummies. Yeah. And then now Rendon outproduces Harper by a million million. Yeah, but yeah. now they're saying Rendon is thirty years old. Is also now going to get offered a seven-year, seven two hundred something seven, million contract. I don't know if we get very similar to what Scherzer has, but sh- I mean, look. Let's bring it back a little to the Yankees. A little. Yeah. Sorry, but Anthony Rendon <laughs> is not worth two hundred and something million dollars. Yeah. Let's go back to the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk. What do you guys think about that fucking bullshit with how like they're shitting on Yankees fans for the Uber chance? Like, fuck you. That's the softest shit I've ever heard in my life. I don't even think it's worth going too Dude, far. In into high school, yeah, in hi- no, but in high school. Whenever we'd like, we'd be at the basketball games, the football games, we'd find out so and so, the quarterback's mom or the sister, and we use what we had, and we just fucking say like, oh, like, like anything, like we use. That's why you, he won't win. You're you be, use you're what you be a got. Mental midget, then use what you got. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it's just yeah, it's soft serve. I mean. That's all they knew okay. about the guy. Also, the guy there sucked. was also probably an Uber chant in every single game he pitched and an away ballpark. Yeah, and they just happened like to be on a just, brighter, yeah, bigger spotlight. Who, who whatever. But in that game, in that game, we didn't talk about that game. We not we know we talked about playoff Tanaka and how he's amazing. But that game actually they used the pen a little differently too. They used Lions, who actually pitched pretty well, who I don't want to see on the field regardless. Well CC will take a spot in the CS. And spot, then Loazaga closed it out. So they, they, I mean, they were up early that game, though. So that was 8-2, the final. So, I mean, that that was the game that Didi broke it open with that grand slam. Seven-run third inning, you know, 
I mean, done. What more do you Flop want from the guy? That's the end of the fucking series for them. That's when it was over. Like they, uh, DD, it was a ticking the DD, time bomb. The DD Grand Slam put them under. They're like, fuck. Yeah. The second they had bases loaded and DD was up, every single Twins fan in the state of Minnesota knew where that ball was going. Minnesota. Dude, you could see it on his face, too. Like... We were sitting. He tried the, not to smile. No, we were sitting in the bar and we were like, "Yo, is it fair or foul?" Like, based on his reaction to it, mm-hmm. and it went out. And but then we saw from his perspective that ball was easily fair from his from his perspective. That was a line. So drive he knew right, right away, and his just like you you saw the devil coming out of him. Like you yeah. saw like, thank the fucking he needed it. God, he, like, right he needed back. that more than he could breathe. Could not have been better timing either. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and he just fucking he. I mean. Didi, nothing's just, prettier than a Didi home run. I love it. He pimps everything. Did that clip of him hitting yeah. that home run? What? The only thing prettier than a Didi home run might be the Judge home run. Just whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're both gorgeous. Yeah, but he needed that more than anything, and that is just. I feel so great for him. Like that was amazing, and that put that game on ice. I agree. Yeah. Any, any game where you can win a game with Tyler Lyons and Loisga closing out for like the last four, that's perfectly fine with me. Yeah, Tanaka went five and they went the last four, right? The Yankees just went up against a 100-plus win team and just told them to go kick rocks. Yeah, I was listening to the post game and they were even like the random analyst, even Big Poppy, were saying like this team is insane. Like this team is really good. They just actually demolished a 101-win team. Yeah. They fucked them up. And yeah. we did. I mean... It just goes to show you, this team isn't in it to just make the ALCS again. Like, this team's in it to win the fucking World Series. Yeah, let's go out and fucking win the whole damn, damn thing. I agree. So, I, I mean, say it any better. let's go into... I mean, on, one thing. One, I actually... I think we need to talk one thing. It, it came especially uh, into, I don't know, sight in Game 3. And it, it went all, all game... Or, <laughs> it, went, <laughs> it went all the games, but the fielding... Was just like the Yankees aren't specifically supposed to be this overwhelmingly good fielding team, but Judge made two or three plays in the series that nobody else in the MLB that plays outfield could have made. Geo or not Geo, I'm sorry, Glaber all over the place. That play in the hole on the shift, I could have watched it later, and you know, oh, the Glaber one, it was. Oh, the DJ shift in right field. DJ's DJ's catch in the ninth. DJ's pick too. To everything you can write, you can write a book about all these plays. Unreal. Like people don't talk about that. This team, and we knew that. We knew the team is low key. I mean, that infield alone. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. infield with DJ playing first, uh, Glaber playing second, Didi, and then Geo. Geo. Like that's that's an one of the best unbelievable infield for fielding. Best feeling infield. And then you got Judge in right Probably. field. You got Gardy, who's a good center fielder, and then Maven when he comes back in. But like Stan. Yeah. And then Gary's a fucking hell of a fielder back there with a cannon. Yeah, he just has a rocket attached to his We're arm. just a great fielding team, and yeah. that's so underappreciated because that saves runs. I mean, there's a stat, literally defensive yeah. runs safe. And that we, I'm pretty sure our outfielders led the league. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I mean, Talkman, when we had Judge Talkman, and I miss Talkman. <laughs> Hicks. Was it Hicks, the third one? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't in for that That's long. crazy how good our outfield is. We're missing, our two, starters we're missing our two like starters for most of the year are gone, and our outfield is still guarding the yeah, span. That's crazy. And I fucking job. love it. I mean, let's talk about. I was talking, saying it last night, but with, still on the fielding topic, we're talking about um, judges fielding and how, like, I that has to be his height and the ability to rob home runs just by standing there and like mm-hmm. his length and 
like how he can dive after balls and like even that catch that was going to be over anybody else's head anybody in the world and he needed every inch of six foot twelve mm -hmm. or whatever he is to well, get that ball that has to be considered in a gold glove and I feel like they're never going to give it to him just because like oh like just because he, he it looked too easy for him he he just stood he there can't and got help it like six foot six. compare him back exactly compare him back to Mookie any other player ever like. That if Mookie makes that play, Mookie gets it a lot. Yes, but if he makes that play, it looks spectacular, right? Because yeah, Judge to, makes yeah. that play, and it's the same play, which that's what you should be comparing them to, and it's the same play, and it's overlooked by Judge because it's so, like, well, even the play he's made to do that, you know. Right. Not even a play specifically like last night where he caught the ball, but Eddie Rosario last night was three for four with a double off the wall, and they the, they have the very high right center field wall, which any other stadium most of those hits are out. Aaron Judge barehanded off the wall, rocket to second, and held him up at his first. Arms, yeah, yeah, his arms. Yeah, I was just about to you mention can't, that. Like, you, don't, you can't teach that. Mm. That's a double for anyone else if, it's, if anyone else is in right field. Yeah. Bro, when you see the guy who – I don't know if it's the same player you're talking about, but when he hit it off the wall and the guy was rounding first and he just stopped right yeah, there because, because, he, was that one. because he knew, like, dude, that's Aaron Judge. I saw, yeah. I saw it on Twitter all the time, and he's like – it was a quote. He's like, bro, that's Aaron Judge. Back up, fam. <laughs> he went there back was the to other first. one. I think it was also Rosario, but when he actually had a double, like it, it was such an easy double. We all thought it was out originally off the bat. Took a weird hop off the wall. There was no way he could have gotten him at second. Like we weren't even thinking about that as a possibility. Like we were thinking it was going to be a cut three. Judge just zipped one into second, and <laughs> like a, he had to slide. Like it wasn't that close of a yeah. play, but like anybody else is just cut three or whatever. Like hit the cut. He. He could have had him if he was slower. He has a rocket it's, on his arm. And, it's, and it holds runners. If you're pushing, really important. If you're like really trying to push to get second and Judge has the ball, go the fuck back to first base. Get yeah. back home. Turn Actually, no, no, no. Please try and get it. I love it. Please. All right. You wanted to say, let's, let's, all right. So we're going to start wrapping up this podcast. But as we move through it, like, when we're forecasting with these next two, we don't know who we're playing yet. It's probably going to be the Astros, but some one of my friends told me that he would rather face the Astros because he's more scared of the Rays. Is that is that a no? In anybody, thank you. No. <laughs> like that Stop was, that. Stop that, that thought in Stop. anybody's mind. Because he, he, his argument was he doesn't like the trop and the uncertainty that is the Rays. But like, trop's a home game for us. Look at it's literally a home game. <laughs> You think I'm more scared of Tommy Pham and Tyler Glasnow than Altuve, Correa, Springer, Bregman, Guriel, Alvarez, Verlander? Yeah, no. No, that's not even no. that's not even a moderately competitive. That's not even a thought. No, that I'm, ever I'm, I just thought I brought it up. The only thing he, I shout want out the your Rays friend. To do, He's an idiot. Yeah, I just want the Rays to win. They played tonight at seven. Uh, I just want them to push it to Game Five. It's going to be a huge advantage for us if they can somehow manage. Hell to do yeah! Because then that makes us, so cool. Then we miss. Game one, we miss Cole, Cole and Verlander, yeah, depending on how be, they want to do it. It would probably be Grinky or maybe for And if you open up a series with Grinky, because that would be Grinky at home. Then maybe even. For them. So if we take a, that for game one in their home park and we get, and that doesn't like, because it's hard to get home wins there. We don't like yeah. playing him in a mid. But if we can have him start game one with all the momentum going, get that first game with Grinky there, and then we could even lose the next game. Like what, yeah. I mean, We might not, but it would be... Verlander, we can steal probably. one. In we can Houston. steal one, one there, and then we rock the stadium at home. I'll probably go to that as, I, as much as I say I'm I won't. Gonna I'm going go to I'm gonna empty my bank account on that because it's just so fun. It might as well but, be the World Series. Yeah, it's pretty much the World Series. But I think we're going to start wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, we are doing a, a giveaway. So 
for those, uh, it's going to be mentioned in the comments. So, the what you got, what the rules are. So, what you have to do is DM us this secret little sentence. And if you DM us this, then you we're going to put you in a raffle, and you have a chance to win a free T-shirt. The secret sentence is Glaber is better than Babe Ruth. So DM us that, and you could get a free T-shirt. And he actually is better than Babe Ruth, so there's that. That's a topic for the next episode. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a little deeper of a context. So let's go out and let's fucking watch some baseball that doesn't even matter to us, huh? Let's see who we're playing in the next fucking series, boys. Let's, let's go. Ride. Let's go win the whole goddamn thing.